Thanks for joining us here at WagerAger, D-Nice, special 3D Philly throwback edition, cryptocurrency, crypto podcast. We're finally tackling a crypto pod here, fellas. Schmidt, what's going on? Not much. How are you guys doing? We've, uh, we've talked about doing this for a while, especially since we started getting into Top Shot a couple of months ago. Good old Top Shot. Coach, what's happening? Your first uh, podcast appearance since Super Bowl? Super Bowl, baby. Has it really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you called Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so I'm sure you're going to have some some nice crypto calls here too. I did make one really good one. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably should put a disclaimer up front. We're not experts at all. Don't None invest. of this is investing or trading advice. It's not investing 101. It's just talking about crypto, how we've gotten started. And it's mainly you guys that are ahead of the curve compared to me. Like I'm just like, oh, Coinbase is cool to look at. I've done some investing. You guys will do the heavy lifting in terms of details on this podcast, but we're, we're not recommending anything, anything like that. Don't want to get sued or lose our jobs here at Wager Ager. We are not registered investment <laughs> advisors. Yeah, definitely not registered at all. So lose my internship at Wager Ager. So <laughs> don't yeah. want to lose your unpaid internships. <laughs> but anyways, so here we go. Cryptocurrency. Should we talk about just Top Shot up front? Just our experiences with Top Shot. Technically Top Shot is on a crypto platform, correct? The the flow blockchain. The Flow mm-hmm. blockchain, Top Shot's been. I actually think you guys are ahead of me in terms of crypto. I think I introduced Top Shot to you guys though back in maybe January or February, and yeah. you guys know a lot more about it than me now. Like you, you keep up to date. My wife, I think, actually gives me more updates about Top Shot than than me at this point. <laughs> but Top Shot, high level coach, how many moments do you have? Uh, I've, I've sold off some as that seeing stars moment challenge thing happened, but I'm at like 26, 26, have to keep your collector score up. Schmidt, you have uh 26, 36, 46. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually in the forties. Um, I, I've been just like the shit ones that I've been getting, I'm just holding on for those trade in tickets. Like I'll, I'll, I'd be willing to burn like my entire collection for a chance at some of these season ones that are series ones that they've got locked up in their vault. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, other than that, I guess like I I, I kind of lucked out because uh, I guess we started getting into it in February and like the first rare pack drop that I entered, I was able to get in. And this was back when you could sell like a taco fall common moment for $60. Oh my God, I know. Like anything that so, you got just sold for anything. And now I'm stuck with like four bull bulls in my account that are totally <laughs> for a dollar. I made, I made Dan uh, open a pack in front of me so I could live vicariously through him. Because it was when you got that Lamello or not Lamello, I'm sorry, Carmella. Yeah. Yes, that's rare. Yeah, that was a pretty good. And if you look at those prices now, it's like everything has been more than cut in half. Like I got a Durant there that at the time was selling for like $400, and now you could get it for probably 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the Mania and Top Shot is over. I see a lot of people every time there's a pack drop, people complain that like they're not getting rich off their $9 pack anymore. It's like, you missed it, bro. You missed you it. You missed it. You, you missed it. Missed it's it. over. <laughs> like, and I'm technically, sure I got in relatively early, but I missed the time to make it. And to be honest with you, I didn't think that Top Shot was going to be that big of a thing. So, I don't think well, Top Shot Well, not that, that big of a thing. Like, yeah, right. So, I just said, all right, well, I have these things I can sell. I had LeBron and sold it for a couple hundred bucks and I didn't think that it was going to be anything. So full disclosure, I fucked this one up. Like I fucking probably cost myself a few mortgage payments easily 
probably mm. more than that by just selling like Zions and LeBrons and not even rares. And now those prices are suppressed. But back in February, I was kicking myself. I was like, dude, oh, I got like 10x what I sold it for. Have I made some money? Sure. But the people that got in last summer before this whole crypto thing even took off, like mm-hmm. for those people that got in during the pandemic, they're like, I got to get in on this. I mean, hats off to you because I never did, thought that it was going to be that. You, did you know that when it first started, the first like early entrance called the first couple thousand people, I don't know the number, they were able to buy, just go on and buy multiple packs at will. Oh yeah. You can yeah, just you can go buy on and buy like, multiple series ones. <laughs> Like just bought bought three or four hollow packs just for funsies. Yeah, right? just buy it. Who knows what it costs? Series ones. It was maybe last summer and mm-hmm. first mint. So then LG Doucet came on here and he was saying that it, it went into beta. I think that it exited or entered beta in October of last year for the playoffs. So like he got in a little bit early, but those people that got in last summer, I mean, to the moon with it. I can only imagine what their accounts are valued at. Well, and th- those are the guys, though, that you sit there and they have like 15 random LeBron hollow cosmic moments, whatever they were in the very beginning. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, and, can I get one of those or a 20th of one of those? Here's where I, and I think I said this to Dan at one point, where I knew it was like, this is the top. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And it was when there was a guy who had a LeBron, like number one, whatever. Serial one. Oh, yeah. And he was on a podcast and he's like, I got offered a million dollars off the market for my LeBron. And he's like, I turned it down Unreal. and I go, yeah, we're done. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to go and sell all of my rare moments or, Oh my God. Yeah. Can you imagine turning that down for a highlight? <laughs> like some people call them YouTube highlights and that's dumbing it down too much because it's got a serial number. It's on a blockchain, so on and so forth. But turning that kind of money down, turning that kind of money down for this. So what, what people don't understand about Top Shot and, and many other things in crypto and blockchain, but like Top Shot is literally digitized trading cards. Okay. Same thing, right? It just was super early in its life cycle. Like we've all seen the life cycle curve of a product or whatever it is. It's this massive bell curve with rapid growth early on after like early adoption. And then it, it kind of highs up and then comes down. Right. So we're on that massive downslope now, but a few months ago, like February, I'll give an example. I bought an Embiid moment just to buy one, to have one for seven bucks. Four weeks later. Probably ballooned to what, 300? 150. And it was a crap syrup, but like a complete crap mint, right? So it's that type of thing where you look at this bell curve and it's like everybody was in and they wanted it and it was amazing and NFTs were super cool in like February, March, right? And then it's like, okay. Super cool and super new at that point too. And what you had with Top Shot is that you couldn't actually withdraw your money. Like the whales and the people that got in with Series 1s last summer and even people that got in, I would say late 2020, they're probably up pretty big, like pretty damn big. But you couldn't withdraw your money until what, March? And Mm -hmm. now pretty much if anybody wants to take some money out, they can. Demand was at maybe not an all time high because I'm sure that there's a lot of demand, but all the new demand was there. Supply wasn't as big as it is right now. Like just think that they started with all these big players. Like now you're, you're getting, I shouldn't call them crap players because they're in the NBA. Like they're still NBA players and they're more. Still, no, nobody wants a Cameron Johnson. <laughs> exactly. And like Juancho, whoever I have, it's like Juancho. It's his first top shot moment. It's even going for four bucks, which is above the, the lowest amount of like one or two. But back back in January and February, a lot of the or no, all of these, like you could open any pack and you would get a good player. 
you would mm-hmm. get at least like a CJ McCollum, a Dame, a LeBron, a Zion. Like my first few packs were all good players. The cool cats were all good players. And from there, they, they can't, you know, list all LeBron's. They can't list all Giannis, although he's probably the most oversaturated of, of all. Oh, for sure. Like there's there's for so sure. many Giannis's out there that it goes for like 40 bucks, 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's what we were dealing with. You have all this demand still there, a lot of supply. People can take their money out. And we were always going to get to a point where packs weren't always going to be plus EV. And we're there right now. I mean, most packs are about EV or plus EV, but you're going to get to a point where it's like opening a pack of cards from back in the day. You might get a, a shitty pack of 10 cards. Just all Philadelphia Phillies in there that are not plus EV. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, right now, and you see it kind of to your point, the supply demand thing. So demand spiked, supply wasn't there, you know, value went up, right? Now they're like, okay, our base pack drops, we have 200,000 packs available. Yes. It's like it, you, you were starting with 25,000. And now you've 10x it plus sometimes. I think they did 350 the last time, 350K. Like when that happens, (laughs) by nature of it, it becomes baseball cards from back in the day. Remember, um, and the three of us were having this conversation where it's like, look, these 10, 11, $12 moments will be a dollar in a couple months. They will be. And sure enough, here we are. And the only reason they're a dollar is guess what? You can only list in dollar increments. Yeah, you can't list something yeah. for sixty cents. It took a while to get down to a dollar. Even a few weeks ago, I think the lowest amount was three dollars. I saw in Austin Rivers and some other players at two. Mm-hmm. We're down at a dollar. The market saturated. I'm even looking at a Steph Curry Cool Cats, which I believe was a reward. I don't know if it was a challenge reward, but they're going mm-hmm. for thirty nine dollars. I mean, can you imagine back in February a challenge award, Steph Curry, mm-hmm. what that would be going for? Probably over a thousand dollars, but now we're here. And it's also, there's 17,784 minted back then you were getting, you know, some of these were like less than a thousand. You can go to series one and it's probably a good time to talk strategy series one. I mean, some of these have like less than a hundred minted or like less than 200 minted and series one will always be the first, as long as top <laughs> shots, a thing. And maybe even after top shots, not a thing series one will retain some value. You would think. Yeah, you got to figure at some points the series ones are going to be, and, and it's funny watching them like go down in value at kind of at the same rate as like the series twos, even though the mints were way lower and you're there's far more better players. Like you're not going to find many. Oh yeah, definitely. Like the players who are not going to pan out from se- series one are like rookies who they lose their first one ever. Like that's you know it's something you can take a chance on. Like I bought a Tyrese Maxi a couple of weeks ago just because I'm like you know what if this guy is you know, the backup point guard next year for the Sixers, it's going to be worth more than I paid for it. Now down here at the bottom where moments are scratching a dollar. Definitely. Definitely. Or he could be the starting point guard at some point if Ben Simmons (laughs) isn't on the Sixers, which is another conversation for another day. But let's just see. I totally agree. Those series ones, I just filtered by series one right now. I mean, there's, there's some deals out there, but honestly, even the lowest of low players like Jarrett Culver series one. And I don't even know if you guys know who Jarrett Culver is because I don't know if I even do $44 (laughs) lowest ask Lonnie Walker, $38. And then there's, there's, you know, players that are good, but not great. JaVale McGee rare 299 minted for $400. And that's what we're looking at. But th- those are ones that like you have to care about JaVale McGee to get that. You do. No, no one's going to sit there and spend that money on that now, right? No. It's just not going to happen. No. And like my whole thing, and, and I remember saying to both of you at different times, is like, look, 
if they open this up in China, like truly, that's the last jump. That's the last massive flow. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. And I'm glad you brought that up. But the problem becomes, though, and it's similar to what we were talking about, about potentially buying flow. Anyone can just go get a VPN and be anywhere in the world on the Internet. You can be any country. You Mm -hmm. can be any country you want. So that money's probably already there. Not all of it. You know what I'm saying? The people with money that want to do it, like want to. Are already there. Yeah. So, that's a really good point. So maybe the the pop that we see is minimal. You might get a pop too because of some mints, some packs that they drop that are playoff moments, and hopefully they're they're rare. But the thing is now, <laughs> like say that you have a rare pack drop of fifty thousand, which is rare. You're gonna have a lot of people lining up. I was lining up for a rare pack drop back on I think it was February the first, January the thirty first, and there were twenty five thousand people that got in line, thousand dollar pack, and what was included in these packs was next level. Like it was 10, 10 awesome moments. It was like five rares or like a couple hollows or holos or fucking hole in one or however you want to say it. Um, so like all that stuff was in there, thousand dollars and you had to be first 2,500 got it. My number was 2714. So I had a shot because I thought, Hey, there might be 200 people that say, Hey, push comes to shove. My wife doesn't want me to spend a thousand dollars on these, you know, YouTube highlights. Cause who knows if this is even going to be a thing at that point, I kind of knew that it was going to, or I, I strongly believe that it would be, it was about a month before the blow up. But then what happened and with any new venture, there were five, you'll, you'll have some hiccups, but there were 500 people that skipped the line. So the last people to like log in right as the timeline went to zero and the pack drop went live, they skipped to the front. So 500 people skipped to the front. So my 2714 was 2214. I was behind the eight ball and I kind of got screwed over, but I I shot who knows what would have happened, but those things, like if you got one of those, you basically had a, had a house paid for it. It's a honeypot. Yeah, yeah, it's a honeypot. Two, $200,000 minimum. Now now it's probably not worth as much, depending on what you got. But later, uh, six weeks later, worth $200,000 minimum. Yeah, and, and I'd say this, like Top Shot is where, like I've done pretty well in crypto, rec- like not even just recently, over the last probably few months, especially, you know, being unemployed at that time, I had a lot of time to look into it. But um, Well, you're using with- your time wisely at least, right? Mm-hmm. Gotta make that money somehow, right? So, uh, but with Top Shot, like I'll tell you, like I'm underwater, not in a bad way. It's like I'm now looking at everything like maybe a few hundred dollars underwater, and really, I I made yeah. I made the worst decision though on what challenge is complete is really what it comes down to, and that's what I would recommend to anybody. Like as the whole um, what is it uh, user score or collector score, whatever it is, evolves. Like if they start getting points attached to uh, challenges right, which I'm sure they will just by nature, but they have to incent it somehow. Um, don't do the super high value ones. I did the seeing stars one, which was like the last of the commons, right? They're limited edition, but they were commons yep. that were very hyper inflated. And I'm like, screw it. I'm going to get a LeBron as the reward and it's going to be super low mints. So I'm good. Well, guess what? That super low mints worth like $400 now. And the total end was like two grand. Right, right. Now, luckily, yeah, I mean, a lot of people completed that because it was LeBron as the challenge mm-hmm. award. You and a lot of people wanted that. And it's probably a good segue here in terms of challenges. I haven't completed any challenges. I should complete at least one. The last 
the last award, which I think might have been that Steph Curry, you needed to have, I think, two cool cats plus a challenge completed. There's there's not a lot of challenges that are leading to plus money, plus EV, as we say. So there's not a lot of challenges. I'm, I'm curious to see where Top Shot goes from here, how they incentivize completing challenges, what they're going to do. There's a lot of things that they could do from here, not just in the marketplace, but in real life also, just trying to incentivize, you know, going to games and just doing things to get your hands on more moments. And it could lead to all sorts sorts of access uh but so right they, now, they, yeah did you see what they did with uh fanduel the dfs i did not i did okay not. so quick version of that is they partnered with fanduel <clears throat> for a daily fantasy challenge you know daily fantasy as everybody knows it is and literally it was basketball and they're like okay top top 25 winners get a hollow pack oh top okay 25 i did not see that get a rare pack and then so many fourth get, you know, uh, whatever back. So the, the way they're doing that is they're starting to get it <clears throat> into a place of competition, right? Which, which provides it a, okay, the entry cost into this is like five bucks, 10 bucks, but which is about as much as big. It. You could score big if you've got the, okay. the skills to put together this lineup. I like that. Yeah. I'm bullish on Dapper and Flow. And we can talk about flow also long-term. I think there's a lot of smart people that work there based out of Vancouver. You cannot buy flow in the U S I mean, you could do the whole VPN thing that that we were talking about too. Maybe at some point it's on Coinbase, but I'm bullish on them long-term. I know that they have that license with the UFC. I don't know. There's, there's rumors about NFL who knows who's doing NFL, but they, they did crypto kitties and I didn't even know crypto kitties was the thing because you're, you're just breeding fucking digital cats. cats, You probably just heard them meow behind me. It was so big that it crashed Ethereum and that's why they built flow in the first place. So there it is. There it is. And and so this is, this is a great segue into like what blockchain is and can do real quick. Schmidt did it. Schmidt did it with the segue and now I'm ruining it by calling it a segue. (laughs) Yeah, just, just good job. Well done. Um, no, so so it's interesting. Like these blockchains, like they're just stores of information and all that other good stuff. I'm not going to go too deep in it. But the really cool thing about blockchain right now is the technology is trying to reduce friction for transactions. I'm going to simplify this in my yes. own mind. Yes, yes. And <clears throat> on the Ethereum network, current state is like if you're doing a transaction on that network, you have to pay gas fees and you have to pay the miner. We're not going to go into what that means, but the miner who helps you complete the transaction, basically um, a lot of money. And I mean, I, I transferred, I made like 12 grand on a trade the other day, right? On in crypto. Holy but I had to- shit. You probably never need to actually get a real job again. At this point. <laughs> Just 12 grand. Yeah. <laughs> probably set for life. Probably set for life with 12. Yeah, done and done. We'll yeah. just, yeah. you know, ramen forever. Good. Um, but, you know, short version of this. So to move that $12,000, it cost me like five, 600. And those are your gas fees. So, okay. It's gas people- fees, it's network fees. It's not just get, gas is actually relative, somewhat cheap. Like Gway is what they call it. Not to go into all that. The hell is Gway? Well, it's, it's a very tiny fractional portion of Ethereum is really what it means. Like a Satoshi for a Bitcoin. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so that's the problem, though, with these blockchains, the elder statesmen of the blockchain world, because they built them 10 years ago, sure. right? And it was brand new. So it's inefficient and not cost effective. So what, what Flow has done, though, and um, 
the other one just went right out of my head. And and what Robinhood's been able to do on their exchange is they have reduced friction. And, and Dan can probably give you a better statement what friction is, but it makes it easier to transact simply. They've done it to where like we go on, we can buy something on the on the top shot marketplace. Yeah. Which is on Flow blockchain. And it's like you click it, it says pending. 30 seconds later, the transaction's completed, right? And what it costs you, 5% of your transaction? Every single time, 5%. It, That's, it is you know, 5%. You know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, it's 5%. Yeah, so, so it's just transaction. Sure. It's a rigid cost or flat cost. So, so looking at that, it's like, okay, they've removed all of the ambiguity, all the bullshit that you know the biggest, most effective blockchain right now, which is Ethereum, has. Now, we could go into Ethereum 2.0 that's coming. We're not going to do that now. My point with this, though, is the whole thing with blockchain technology right now, it's going to evolve and be many other things, is reducing friction in transactions in the financial world, right? That's like kind of a start. And the value comes into play where it's like, okay, this is simple. It's super easy. Click, click, boom, I'm done, right? I think there was a song back in the day, click, click, boom, right? <laughs> um, but you, you see where I'm going with this, right? It's easy. It's simple. The every person can do it now. Crypto back five years ago, even like you had to make an effort to buy that. Like you had to figure it out and it took time. Oh yeah. And even today in my last few months, like getting into the Binance smart chain and Ethereum blockchain and understanding how to like integrate with those. It's not easy. Like it took me an hour and a half to I haven't mastered it at all. I rely on you guys to tell me what to do and I know how to move money in between wallets, so on and so forth, but I'm I'm light years behind you guys. I'm at this point. So there there's a lot of things that we could pick out there and go in a bunch of different directions. Schmidt, how about we'll we'll back up a little bit? Schmidt, what what first and and this is a generic question, but what first led you into, you know, wanting to read up on it? wanted to get into cryptocurrency. Was it that we started losing in the market, just losing money in the market last year because we thought the pandemic would just destroy the market. And then we're like, oh, the market's not going in the way that we wanted to right now. <laughs> and then you started to get um, so like into crypto. Where did this come from? What led you into it? And just high level thoughts of what's happening right now. I mean, I guess I didn't really make my first like bulk crypto purchase until I bought, I bought Bitcoin around Thanksgiving of last year. And at the time, like that's, and, and it's and still at this time, like what I view it as is just a way to diversify away from the stock market, like find like an asset that truly is like separated from like, you know, the real cash flows of the economy, like something that is, yeah, right now it's, it's purely speculative. Like I know there's a lot of use cases for it, but a lot of that is like, you know, down the road type stuff. Like right now it is a very, very volatile speculative asset and that's fine. Like people can... A lot of people, and if if I was like a big like at long term advocate of crypto, one of the things that scare the shit out of me right now is the amount of people like Elon Musk and Michael Saylor and all these people who are like jumping in and they really don't care about the networks and processes behind it. Like it's just more about like price goes up. It's just mm-hmm. a game, and they're just manipulating it, the price. It is, it is a game. Which and, really rubs me the wrong way because I don't think if, that they actually care about it at the end of the day. And if, if crypto were to crash 90% and stay that way for like a year, these guys would be gone and you'd never hear from them again. Meanwhile, the people who like are trying to like build actual 
structures within this network are the ones who kind of get screwed. Solid yeah. point. The, the thing for me, though, is like it's so, OK, you, you remember when we had to we the American people basically had to bail out the car industry. Right. Sure. 2008, 2009. And what, yeah. like, and what was the baseline comment there? It's too big to fail. It's too for big. All the banks, too, just had to yeah. bail out. I mean, every industry. Banks. Yeah. Like, do you remember how much money was given to AIG? It, it was preposterous. Oh my God. preposterous. Yeah. But it needed to happen, apparently, or else the entire system would go down because of all their swaps and credit default swaps, all that good shit. Yeah, and and yeah, you can. I can't even speak to that. That's like so way above my intelligence level. But like, that's what I'm saying. It's it's so big. What like Dan? Are you looking at any any charts right now? Like, what is the what is the market cap for Ethereum right now? Uh, I think it's about four hundred billion. 